Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. In this wide world of sports, some stories can slip through the cracks. Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. Pelican Brewing presents the Daily Ticker, where Dirt and Sprague visit with the insiders that are covering the stories you've heard about, and some you haven't. How'd you do that? Actually, I'm not even mad. It's amazing. The Daily Ticker with Dirt and Sprague is brought to you by Pelican Brewing, born at the beach. All right, Daily Ticker time here on a Wednesday. Brought to you on the fan by Pelican Brewing Company. Born at the Beach Online at PelicanBrewing.com. Excited for our next guest because he's a good friend of ours and we haven't chatted with him in a while. Mike Yam of the NFL Network, SiriusXM, at Mike underscore Yam on Twitter. We'll give him a follow. Mike, uh, first off, good morning to you. I'll start. I mean, it ended up being kind of timely to get you on of the tragic news of Mike Leach that we found out yesterday morning, him passing away. And I know I saw you sent out a tweet yesterday, but you, you had a – a kind of closer look at him than a lot of folks did during your time at the Pac-12 Network. I'm just your reaction and, and the stories and, and memories that you have of Mike Leach and that sad news yesterday. Yeah, really sad and, and appreciate the invite guys. You know, Coach Leach, I think anyone who watched the press conference or saw one of his interviews realized just how different he could be uh, and entertaining. He was easily the most unique person I think I've ever met. And then I'm not talking about just sports. I just mean like in my life, uh, you could have a conversation with him that I, I would honestly, I would tell you, I, I think most of the conversations I had with him had nothing to do with football and that was off air or on air. Never really wanted to talk ball. All he wanted to do was just talk about whatever his interests were in that moment. He actually invited me a couple of years ago to uh, just sit in on, on his quarterback meetings. So I, I you know, flew up a couple of days ahead of a game and uh, was in that room and, and, you know, in the middle. And that was the year Anthony Gordon was there. Gordon's going through some of his plays and Leach just stops. He's, hey, Gamera, do you want some tea? And I was like, no, I'm good. Starts going through every form of tea that he's got. He's got this huge box in front of him. Going through the history of like Earl Grey, okay? Then a couple of minutes later, you know, he's like, yeah, what kind of hair product do you use? Think go on this like crazy, you know, kind of like tangent that's there. I mean, that was, that was coach. And, you know, it wasn't until, you know, the news over the weekend that he wasn't doing well, I started thinking about all of these stories and just these really funny moments that, that we had with him over the years. And I realized like, you know, what, what was it about it? And, you know, I, I put this in the tweet, but I, you know, I think he just, you know, we talk about the brilliance that he had as a football coach, 
But I think like the biggest thing that he had, like that superpower, right, was his ability to connect legitimately with anyone, have a conversation with anyone. But I think the way he did it was to disarm people so that they felt comfortable around him. So just really, really tragic and, and feel awful for his family, feel awful for the Washington State community and, and obviously at Mississippi State and Texas Tech at, at the stops that he was at. Yeah, Mike, it, it almost to a certain extent, like you think of all the great moments, like we found out yesterday, we've interviewed him seven times on the air. We were like, oh, I think wow. we've interviewed him like three or four. And then Swag is looking back and he goes, no, we had seven. And I'm like, oh, man, like you think of all these conversations you have that are sometimes about sports, but oftentimes with Leach, it was, it was random. I think with him... You know, he's one-on-one, he's different, he's a pirate, he had a bicycle hanging upside down as a decoration in his office off the ceiling. <laughs> like, he's a different cat, but my always kind of my takeaway with him is what he got so well that so many in his profession don't is the human element of, like, this is sports. And oh, yeah. sports are big dollars. They're, you know, a lot of us get paid to cover sports and talk about sports. But at the end of the day, like, you're not curing cancer here. You're coaching football. And I always felt like he appreciated the human side of there's more to me than just this. Like, I love this, but there's more to me. And it almost ruins me talking to football coaches. Like, I almost don't want to because I know most of them are going to be cliche, button up, yeah. and not expose or give who they really are. Whereas, like, he was the real article, man. Yeah, I, I could agree with you more. And I, I think, you know, at least in my previous role when I was at Pac-12, you know, I was fortunate to interact with a lot of these coaches on a regular basis. And, you know, some of them are all ball. Like, let's just call a spade a spade. Some of them, all they want to do, they live, they breathe, they eat football. And that's great. And some of those coaches had a ton of success. And then there's some other coaches that come to mind where, hey, you know, I'd show up on a campus right in august before the season started hey what was your vacation like what you guys do you know and they tell you about their families they tell you about like you know these cool trips that they went on and you know most of them wanted to talk about other stuff besides just ball and i think with leach he almost forced the issue like you could ask him about football and he'd go the opposite direction we were talking there was you know a couple of our old producers at pac-12 they were just sending me videos and a lot of the videos were off air stuff i don't even know how they have it and it's hysterical like he one year i think i said to him i don't even know how it came up reservoir dogs the movie popped up and I don't, I don't know if I said it or he said it. I must have said, hey, coach. Like, he just starts talking about the movie, and then we start the interview. And I think before the interview, I said, hey, like, coach, I bet you can't work in like a, you know, I don't know, like a Mr. Pink. I don't even know all the characters, <laughs> you know, Mr. White and all that. And he's like, oh, yeah, watch this. The entire interview, he starts talking about Reservoir Dogs, but, like, in the context of football with all the characters. It was crazy <laughs> to me. But, like, those were all of the moments. Like, that's that's Coach Leach. Yeah, he was, he was one of one. And I it was so fun yesterday to kind of go through the videos. And you mentioned all the crazy interviews and all the different takes that he had and the rants that he had that are just – they're memorable. And uh, there will never be another one like Mike Leach. He truly was one of one. I, I did want to sneak in a couple of NFL questions for you. I, yeah. You you had a great note on talking to Brock Purdy's college quarterback coach and when he was coming out of the draft. And I don't know if anybody ever thought that this dude was going to be on the NFL scene in year one, but the 49ers are decimated by injuries again. What's new? And here comes Brock Mania. Where's Mike Yam on Brock Mania? Is he all in? Is this the, Can this guy win a Super Bowl? Can he take the 49ers on a playoff run? You know, it's crazy to me because we keep talking about the Niners and Purdy specifically on a lot of our shows on NFL Network. And you're right, it is a little bit of, of Purdy mania right now. 
you know, you mentioned the conversation I had with Joel Gordon, who was his quarterback coach at Iowa State ahead of the draft. And, you know, one of the things I ask a lot of coaches is, hey, who's this guy's comp? Like we have our East West Shrine game coming up, you know, in in a couple of weeks and and I'm going to have these calls again. And Mm Uh, Joel had said to me, he said, hey, I don't know if this is like a great comp, but what I can tell you is we watch a lot of film of Taylor Heineke. And immediately I just started to think about what Washington has done and how they really respond to Taylor as a quarterback. And I'm seeing the same exact thing on the football field with Brock Purdy. Can this team get to a Super Bowl? I think they can. Can they win a Super Bowl? Sure. And and I don't know if it's a function maybe of the play that has to still be good from Brock Purdy. I'm not suggesting that, but this is still an elite defense. This is still a team once they get uh, Debo Samuel back into the fold, and it was good news that he you know dodged a bullet with with not a broken ankle, and and he should be back in a couple of weeks. This roster is still loaded, and I think what Kyle Shanahan is able to do is put Purdy in great position. A lot of times you get this quarterback that steps in, and we always talk about, hey, the coach has got to get him some easy throws and, and make the game a little bit more simple for that quarterback. That doesn't always happen. Kyle Shanahan is doing some of those things, and I think with Brock Purdy specifically, you know, being on that practice squad, working with scout team, going up against that first-team defense occasionally as well, like I think those are all things that have gotten them ready for this moment. Uh, yeah, Micah Parsons did an interview on Von Miller's podcast and basically asked out loud, like, is Jalen Hurts really an MVP or is his team just really effing good? And, you know, he says, I'm not trying to hate on the guy, but that's a stacked team. They have the number one offensive line in football, one of the best defenses. Obviously, they've got great weapons around him in the running back and quarter and, and wide receiver and tight end positions. Who is the MVP in the NFL for Mike Yam right now? Uh, and, and is Jalen Hurts up there for you? Yeah, Jalen Hurts is still the MVP, at least in my mind. They have one loss on the entire season. And generally speaking, a lot of what they do offensively goes through Jalen Hurts. And Nick Sirianni, once again, another coach has put his quarterback in a good position. And look, Michael Parsons is not wrong. This is a team that does have, you know, is loaded. The, the defense is tremendous. The takeaways have been there for him this season. Offensively, we've seen what A.J. Brown has been able to do. But they got one loss this year. And Hurts has been putting up big numbers. I mean, historically speaking, doing things that better than what Donovan McNabb was doing. So I'm not ready to go to that point and say, hey, he's not an MVP. You know, there's some other guys in, in the mix as well, Patrick Mahomes. But, you know, I look at a guy that's got 11 interceptions so far this season. Um, you know, I, I look at a team that should have dismantled uh, Denver. They, they let them in. And, and, you know, and I know it's a team thing, part of that situation and what we saw defensively from Kansas City and some breakdowns there but to me Jalen Hurts is still the favorite there's still a lot of ball to be played here but I, I have a hard hard time not picking Jalen Hurts you know we were, we were closely watching Sunday Night Football because unfortunately we get the hot take stuff nationally and it turned into a whole Herbert versus Tua thing which is dumb Herbert's a stud and yeah. Tua's having a great yeah. year and it's really awesome to see him have this level of success I am curious to ask you though the bigger takeaway for you, because it was a huge win for the Chargers. They needed it to stay alive in the playoff chase. And then for Miami, they were a team that had gotten to that point where people looked at them as like, they, they could win the AFC this year, man. Nobody could stop them. They're top offense in the league. And now they've had back-to-back kind of clunkers. They lose to the 49ers, came back a little bit late in that game, and then struggled again offensively. Now they go to Buffalo this weekend where it's going to be cold. I'm curious, what was the bigger takeaway? Is some of the shine come off Miami, or the Chargers are healthy, and hey, look out for them maybe in the AFC? I, I legitimately think it's both. I think from a Miami perspective, tough sledding, right? It was a game they just didn't play well in against San Francisco. And then all of a sudden, this is a Chargers team that a little bit of recipe for disaster because I don't think Miami's winning this game against Buffalo either. But 
the the Chargers are now starting to get healthy. You know, for weeks I had been saying this at at NFL Network. You know, we do a couple different podcasts over there, and I'm thinking, and everyone thinks I'm crazy. They're like, "Oh, Mike, the Chargers are going to just do what they do every single year." You know, and and I get that, but Brandon Staley had said this after the game, and I, I think he's right. He goes, "Tell me the quarterback in the NFL that has lost skill position players like Justin has that has lost." you know, offensive linemen at the rate at which they've lost offensive linemen and the answer and still kept his team in the postseason picture because the Chargers are right there. And the answer is none. And I take it a step further because Staley did not mention this. Their biggest offseason acquisition in my mind was Jackson, J.C. Yeah. Jackson. And that dude's barely played this year. And he was supposed to help the back end of that defense. And they got it done against two and company without Dylan James, who I think is one of the best, you know, safeties in the NFL. So picture picture point is Justin is spectacular. He was terrific in that game. And I don't think anyone has also pointed to the fact that I don't think he was right earlier in the year with that rib injury. Like I, we saw it, it looked different. And I think him finally getting healthy with this team, I think the Chargers are, are a team to be reckoned with. Yeah, well, there you go. Great stuff, Mike Yamez, always NFL Network, Sirius XM. He's also the author of a children's book, Fried Rice and Marinara. <laughs> this dude does everything. And we appreciate the stories on Mike Leach. And we, we, uh, we're looking forward to your insight on that. Thanks as always, Mike. Happy holidays to you. And hopefully we can do this again soon. Yeah, you guys are the best. Always appreciate the invite. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.